Hi everyone, it's Ahmed. Throughout Resettled, we shared some of the key elements of the resettlement process and the human stories that accompany it. By now, it should be clear, resettlement is incredibly complex. The different experiences and their long-term effects aren't something you can sum up in a couple of episodes. There are so many more stories we would have liked to tell and so many more themes to explore. One of the most common challenges refugees face is not speaking the language of their new country. You heard hints of this in some of the stories we told. One of the first things that resettlement agencies in the US recommend is taking English classes. Today, I wanted to share a story about language I heard on another podcast that I think you'll like called Neighbors. The show is a deep dive into the stories of ordinary people that reflect our common humanity. This particular episode follows the story of a man who resettled with his family in Nashville, Tennessee, after being forced from his home country of Myanmar, formerly known as Burma. Here's the language learner from the Neighbors podcast. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O, P, Q, R, S, T, Z, O, P, W, X, Y, and Z. Now I know my ABC. Next time, we'll just, won't you sing with me? Yeah, like this. <laughs> this is Jin Thong, a 66-year-old man with white hair and thick glasses. He's a refugee who fled a complex and quite vicious civil war in Burma. He and his family are one of the rare 1% of refugees in the world that gets placed in another country. And they ended up in Nashville. And I had been here about uh, one and a half years. So Jin is singing me the ABCs because he's excited to be able to teach it soon to his baby grandson. Hey, buddy. Hey. Hey, hi, hi. What's his, what's his name again? Lumpy, Lumpy. It is a, uh, a nickname. Uh, Lampi? Yeah. What is it? Do you know what it means? Uh, like in English? Uh, like it's, it's, uh, it's a big, uh, big son. He's saying yeah. big son. A big guy. Yeah, big guy is a big son. Yeah. Jin, who has seen so much in his lifetime, has discovered that even though the door was open to America, there's another door behind that one, and he's pushing with all his might to open it. I have to try uh, uh, speaking English. <laughs> uh, I hope the next uh, two years uh, very, uh, I, I, uh, I will talk to very well to you. Yes. Mm. I think that's going to happen. I mean, <laughs> you're talking very well to me right now. <laughs> I'm Jacob Lewis, and from Nashville Public Radio, you're listening to Neighbors, a show about what connects us. This is a story about the power that language has and how human connection is bigger than just words. I first met Jin at his apartment in South Nashville. Hello. Hello. Are you Jin? Yes. Hey Jin, I'm Jacob. Uh, I had reached out to various refugee services to learn about what they did, and somebody suggested I meet Jin and his family. Their apartment is small, and when I walk in, Jin's wife is watching TV. She can't understand any of the shows she watches, but she's pretty much homebound. Jin says she has hepatitis C, diabetes, and various other problems. So she sits with her feet propped up, watching whatever she can get on the antenna. I really like her socks. Can you, can you tell her that? 
is from a hospital. She's wearing bright yellow socks that apparently she got from the hospital. Refugees in the U.S. get Medicaid for the first eight months they are here. She's had to go to the emergency room three times in the past year and a half. Some of those times, they didn't have coverage. Now they have medical debt they cannot afford to pay. Their only source of income is from Jin's son. He works at a factory. He's, he's work at uh, oh, Nissan, Nissan car company, yes. J, J, uh, J department, I, I, I don't know, exactly, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Jin's son lives with his wife and child in the same apartment as his mom and dad. Money is spread pretty thin, but that doesn't keep Jin from being hospitable. He offers me a cup of tea. It's made from Burma and made from India. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Try it. You want a little bit? Oh, no, no. Yes. No? Mm, yeah. I have. Is there yeah. like a, yeah. in America, I say, you know, cheers? <laughs> cheers. You know yeah. about cheers? <laughs> Is there anything like that in Burma? Oh, yes, we have in Zomi. <laughs> what, do we, what do you say? Uh, cheers. Cheers. The, the same. Oh, same? Yeah. yeah. We, we do it. <laughs> gotcha. Well, well, cheers, uh, Jin. Yeah. Here you go. Test it. Test and... This tea, at least to my standards, was so incredibly sweet. What about it? Oh, that's good. Uh, it's very good. Uh, it's uh, it's uh, more sugar, but sweet. Oh, no, it's, it's good. Oh, yeah. It's good. Yeah. We talked over tea, and Jin told me that in Burma, he was a teacher. He taught math and geography. So that explains the two giant maps he has on his living room wall. One of the world and the other of the U.S. He struggles to show me on the map that he once visited St. Louis. It seems that because of the language barrier, a lot of his experience is locked up inside him from anyone other than his family or Burmese friends. But he is working on it. A year and a half ago, he started an ESL class, or English as a Second Language. It was a woman at one of these programs that initially put me in touch with Jin. I'm Leah Hashinger. I'm the ESL2Go program director here at the Tennessee Foreign Language Institute. Before Leah had her job running the ESL program at TFLI, she was at Vanderbilt University for a year, creating a program to help refugees live healthier lives in Nashville. And I visited a lot of refugees' apartments and tried to educate them on how to make healthy choices when cooking and exercising and all of that. And Pretty much every family said, will you just teach us English? So she volunteered to teach English to refugees, but there was a problem. As we know, Nashville is a hard city to get around if you don't have transportation, and new refugee arrivals don't have transportation. Attendance rates were very low in these classes because refugees just couldn't get to them. So Leah and a coworker came up with the idea of a classroom on wheels. They called it ESL to go. They bought a huge truck, made it real classrooming inside, and drove it to neighborhoods and apartment complexes that housed a lot of refugees. One of these trucks came to where Jin lived. It was his first meaningful connection with people who spoke English. They teach us kindly, uh, patiently. Uh, what to say, I am very, very thank you for them. Yeah. I decided to check out this ESL to go truck for myself to see what class was really like. I'm Joey. Joey? Yes. Joey King. I'm the driver and the teacher. We were getting the truck and getting loaded up and getting ready to go to class. All right. Let's do it. Let's go. We drove to an apartment complex in South Nashville. We parked on the street, and men and women started to show up to class. Joey pulled out a ukulele, and the class began to warm up. Are we ready? A, B, 
Jin's first class was on this truck, and now he's graduated the highest ESL class offered by TFLI. But he asked if he could still come because he wants to learn more. He says two classes a week are not enough for him to be where he wants to be. He says he doesn't have enough good English speakers to practice with. Because when the stakes are high, like when he's at the doctor's office with his wife, he wants to be able to understand everything in English and be able to ask questions. But first, Jin has to actually get to the doctor. I brought you a bus schedule. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you want to see it? Thank you, yeah. Jin had asked for one on my last visit, so I printed one out. The schedule was really confusing to me, and I couldn't imagine anyone with a limited knowledge of the language to understand it. Fortunately, there is a transit app. Also fortunately, Jin is pretty good with technology. Do you have a smartphone? Like, yeah, yes. Let, let me, let's look at that. He pulls out his Android and we start looking. Music City Tracker, so let's do, uh, let's do that one. Music yep. City. Music City. Transit, Transit. Tracker, uh. which looks like that second one right there. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. Yes, I... Jin wanted transit maps not only of Nashville, but all the surrounding areas. I couldn't entirely figure out why. I asked him if he planned on traveling, and he said no. But if he ever did, he wanted to make certain that he could get to a hospital if his wife had a health emergency. Jin's son has a car, but Jin and his wife don't. And Jin can't even drive because of a problem with his eyes. He hasn't gotten that taken care of because it costs too much money. It's hard to say how different Jin's life would be if he and his family were fluent in English, but I'm learning that it's undeniable that it would make everything a whole lot easier. After the break, Jin and I go shopping and learn that connection goes well beyond our words. So, uh, left out of here? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Near Jin's apartment, there is a store called the Zomi Oriental Market. Jin is from Burma, but the ethnic group he belongs to there is called Zomi. Z-O-M-I. This store is owned by a Zomi couple. I offered to drive us there, but I wanted to record our conversation. So, with my recorder and headphones on, I handed Jin the mic. And I was going to ask him some more questions, but before I could... Did you have... Uh, how, how long have been here? Have I been here? Yeah. Oh, um, in Nashville? Yeah. Uh, seven years? Seven years. Yeah. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a long time. Yeah. Mm. You're going to ask me ask me more questions. I like that. <laughs> what, uh, what else uh, do you want to know? How about your family? Uh, so, I live here with my wife oh. in Nashville. Oh, yeah. And we have two um, dogs. Uh, two dogs. <laughs> yes. Um, and my mom, dad, and sister live in Missouri. Missouri? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know where that is? Yeah. So St. Louis, yeah. yeah, yeah. In St. Kansas City. Yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. How far from your home here? From here? Um, Jin kept asking me questions until we got to the market. Are they open? Yes. Okay. Jin knows the shop owner, so we chatted up. He explains to her why there's a guy with a microphone in her store. Then he shows me around, pointing out different types of food. What is that? Lab lab? 
bean? Uh, la, la beans, yeah, beans. Ross. Ross. Bean. So you can eat that, right? Uh, no, no, because no. Of, I like it, but cannot eat. Oh, you can. Because of uh, my, uh, my stomach's problem. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> we get to an aisle of cans, and he picks up a tin of sardines. Whoa, that's oh. a big can. Yes, yes, this is uh, ready-made for... Uh, uh, for uh, for what's to say? For a single man. <laughs> <laughs> Bachelor food. We leave the market and drive back to Jen's apartment. And there in the parking lot, we had this moment in the car before he got out. I was just curious about Burmese music, so I asked him if he would sing any. To sing? Yeah. Oh, na this was a sweet moment. It wasn't going to get Jin health insurance, but it was a testament to human connection. That the distance between two people is a lot shorter than language would have us believe. Jin continues to go to classes to learn English on behalf of his family, who is just too busy trying to stay afloat financially. He also wants to become good enough at English that he can teach others besides his family. So you're saying that you want to volunteer to help other people? Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Yes. To help uh, uh, the younger generation become educated? Yeah, yeah. Yes, it's, it's for our our goals. So me, receiving people, goal is uh, becoming uh, people and young people educated and help other people. It is our goal. It's the Zomi goal to become educated and help other people. Get to know your neighbors. Jin is your neighbor. Awesome. Thank okay, you. Thank you. Thank you, Han. Good day. Yeah, you too. Radio Media. Better. What? <laughs> be better. It'd be better. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Bye bye. Bye, Jin. I don't follow. Don't what? Yeah. Uh, I don't take follow it for the car. Oh, you follow me in the car? Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. See ya. And that's Jin. Hey, this is Jacob. Um, I just wanted to give you an update on Jin. I called him up earlier this week. And he said that his son just bought a house, so now everyone has their own yard, a much bigger space. He sounded really happy about this. He also mentioned that his wife isn't doing so well, needs a liver transplant, and they're waiting on that. But he did say that everyone in his family is much better at English now, and they're going to keep working on it. That was The Language Learner, an episode from The Neighbors podcast. This story was produced by Jacob Lewis in conjunction with Nashville Public Radio. Production assistance from Bailey Robbins. Edited by Emily Siner and Mac Linbaugh. Music by Poddington Bear. To hear more stories from Neighbors, search in your favorite podcast app or go to www.neighborspodcast.com.
Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. VPM.